Thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Catch us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what up? We are back. It is Wednesday, August 12th, and uh, we're back with another episode of The Issue. Kind of a shorter episode today, but nevertheless, it'll be a good one. Exciting trivia today. Yeah, we got Tim's Um, trivia coming up later in the episode. Uh, We'll hit you with some news, some college football, and I know you want to start us off with a story from our very own Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, just, I talked about it the day we did a uh, podcast a little later in the day, um, right around this time. Um, it was after the Penguins played and they lost that final game for the Canadians. And I was just talking about just how how upset I was. And, like, the more I dive deep, you know, um, I still feel the same. And I feel even more strong about my opinion now more than ever, especially that they have decided that they're not going to renew the contracts with assistant coaches Mark Recchi, Sergey Gonchar, and, and Jacques Martin. Is that, I think that's how you say yeah, his name? Yeah, yep. Um, to me, it, it seems like they're kind of directionless right now. So Sid's getting up there. I mean, I still think he's a top five player in the league. Oh, maybe even I, top three. Yeah, I think he's still got a good. I think he still has two more years of his prime. Maybe five years total. I'd, I'd definitely say at least two more years. I'd say he's top three right now. Yeah, I think I still think he could be a top five, even worst comes worst top ten player, which is still really good oh, for the next two to three years for sure. Yeah. I would say maybe. He starts dropping off in four or five years. It also just depends on on injuries. You know, he has gotten injured some um, with concussions a lot. Yeah, he has been pretty injury prone. Yeah, um, and lately. Um, but I mean, this past year, I think he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, even if he doesn't play a full season. So what's a full hockey season? I'm not a, not huge into hockey. Uh, it's like a hundred and there are like eighty something games. I think so. Eighty six games. Okay, we'll throw out I mean, a percentage then. If he up. if he plays. 80% of the games and he stays healthy for playoffs. I'm good with that. I'm good with it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to, back to what I was saying, it seems like 82 they, games, 82 okay, games. 82. If he plays 70, 65, 70, I'm good with it. You know, if we're getting his best for, for 68 to 70 games, mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, but it seems like those cups and everything that they've won, it seems like they've just rode Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Morgan and then just, Really stellar goaltending, um, Mark Andre Fleury, and then and then Matt Murray, um, who was I, I think a top three goaltender at the time. I think people were figuring out that he obviously has no glove hand and you shoot high on that side, and you're good to go. And I think that's hurting him right now, and people are picking him apart. Um, but it, I I just don't understand what the Penguins are doing right now. I mean, even to go back with the injuries to Crosby and some of those seasons he's been out. The crazy thing is, there was a season where he had a concussion and he was out for. I, the better half of a season, and he still led the league in assists and was second in the league in points. Yeah, he was crazy. I think he missed like twenty game, thirty games. I think, yeah, and uh, like he was in the top top three in like pretty much every offensive category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just so they fire these uh, assistant coaches. Um, more like I guess like parted ways. They didn't use the word fire, but basically they're not signing them again. So yeah, they're pretty much fired. I don't think that was the issue, though. Mm-mm. I thought, I, I, in my opinion, it's organizational. It's organizational. They play down to their opponents. There's no way they should have got – May okay, maybe if you think the Islanders were a better team, I 
I don't can't really help you to be honest with you. Well, they got swept last year, in but the they got swept. Yeah, by the Islanders, you, you couldn't even get one game. You were the you were easily the more talented team. The Penguins were, and they couldn't get one game. Mm-hmm. And now the Canadians, you get one win against the Canadians in four tries. Yep, one win. Are you kidding me? Um, the, and the thing that makes me upset about the Canadians, and and that series that we just lost is the Penguins had so much more experience. Everybody, like I, I forget the number. The Canadians sold the farm. They had like three playoff games combined with their roster, well, other than Carey Price. They had zero combined with their roster, well, except then, for Carey Price. Yeah. Carey Price was the only one with a playoff experience on that entire roster, and they lost. And they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, who almost everybody handily, handily beat yeah. them. Yeah. And it, it, anyway, like I said, I think it's organizational. They they played onto their opponents. It is what it is. The Islanders, the Canadians, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And with the talent provided, we should be a much better team. Mm-hmm. But it just – we're sitting down. It just seems like no one's playing hard. We were sitting down watching uh, – I think it was either game three, game two or three. And uh, we're sitting down watching watching the game. I said I said to you, I'm like, how come it seems like every every hustle play, Montreal is like right there, and they're always making that extra and play. every time the and puck squirts loose, out. Yeah. Every loose puck, I swear to God. I look at you, I go, the last like ten loose pucks Montreal's gotten. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sorry, like positioning, yes, like that that helps. But dude, that's that's hustle. Yeah. There's something about hustle, and it just seems like they haven't been haven't been doing that these past two years. It just looks like there's no drive. And to me, that starts with the front office or the head coach. Yeah, I like Sullivan. I think he's a great coach. But that starts with the GM, the owner, and the head coach. Those three guys dictate that. I want to say something on this. Like you said about the lack of hustle, I remember watching that uh, that game against the Islanders where we were – it was our elimination game. We were down 3-0 in the series last year. And on the first goal of the game, Chris Letang, our number one defenseman, is just, just slowly skating, just casually skating behind the play while they're on a two-on-one. And he's not even trying to break up this play. And they, and they put it in behind Matt Murray. And that changed the whole game. That basically shut down yeah. any sort of comeback. An- another thing, the Penguins te- tend to roll over when they get down early. They it's, do. It, they roll over. And then another thing, like, I love, I, I love Coach Sullivan. He's a great coach. I think he did great things for the organization. And I think he, the, his game plan, I think it's one of the best in the league. But even some of the greatest coaches, their voices start to go stale in that locker room after a while. I agree, and that's why I don't agree with the the firing of these assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. You got guys like Mark Recchi and Sergey Gontra. They've played with Sid. They've played with with Malkin. Like they, those guys know them. They that's a really really familiar familiar face. They're hard workers. They're grinders. That just doesn't make sense for me. In fact, I would think that they those guys want to play for those guys. Like. And they, um, they have the best interest in, of the organization at heart, too. Absolutely. Um, there's just no way that this is the right move. The Penguins – okay, you would – you want to know what I think the right move is? You got to protect uh, – you, you leave some certain guys unprotected with this expansion draft. Seriously, would you be upset if they uh, didn't protect Matt Murray? No. And protected Jari instead? No. I wouldn't – I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. It w- it's not like his glove hand is bad. It's that it's so bad. It's that it's like really, really so bad that it's just a gaping hole in his game. Mm-hmm. Like Jari can have weaknesses, but it's not that of a weak spot, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, Rutherford 
who also, by the way, he's coming out with these stupid comments, these idiotic comments saying, quote, I'm trying to trade Matt Murray and Jack Johnson, so I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Well, that's just dumb. Why would you announce that? And to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind if we protected Geno just to trade him right after because you could garner a couple, maybe a first and uh, and some really good players. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, already him. they're saying that they're not going to be able to keep Jari and Murray probably even this offseason. One of them's going to have to go. Good. Murray, I, in my opinion, Murray's got to go. Yeah, he does. I'm not mad at I'm not mad for them wanting to trade Murray, but I'm just upset that Rutherford would come out and say that because that already that hurts Murray's value already. Well, that gives, you have your that GM gives you, saying that, that gives yourself no leverage. Yeah, you're literally giving all the leverage to the rest of the league when it comes to trade. Because if you say, team. hey, like we really, really want to trade this guy, well, then I mean, they're going to offer you bread and water I mean, for him because you you're backed into a corner. That's like that's why it's so shopping, shocking that the Seahawks got – or the Seahawks gave up two firsts, um, I think a, a second and a starting safety for Jamal Adams. Yeah. He got like the Jets got an absolute haul when they have no they had no leverage. Yeah. He was calling out the GM, he was calling out the coach. The coach said they want him gone. The GM said they want him gone. They said they're not gonna pay him. And they still ended up getting an absolute haul. The rest of the league knew that Jamal Adams he was gonna leave eventually and that the Jets had no leverage. They couldn't Yeah. I mean, he I mean, had to go, and so they just wanted to deal him at all costs, and they still got a haul. Look, and that's what I think is Rutherford's doing wrong here. Mm-hmm. You're going to say you want to trade Matt Murray. Matt Murray's still a, a marquee name, at least. Mm-hmm. You can at least get something good for him if you don't put it out there that you want to get rid of him. Yeah, I think you can get something good for Matt Murray, but listen, your bread and water theory, I think – is a little too valuable for uh, Jack Johnson. Jack oh, Johnson, Jack Johnson you so, could say that you want to trade him. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, we might get a stick of gum for that guy. I mean, it's not him. a great look calling out a guy like that, but, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I yeah. wouldn't mind it because then what happens if you don't get to trade him right. and then he comes back? That would be a little weird. But I don't I don't mind him saying that about Jack Johnson, but someone like Murray. And can we just talk I, about how – how the Penguins got out. Like, they get out-hit in almost every oh, there's, game. There's play. no physicality to them at all. It was it was game four. I actually saw a real-life Pittsburgh Penguin player skating right, right across the neutral zone, right? No puck, no puck. He's he's on defense, right? So the, I don't remember who it is. There's a Canadian skating also in the neutral zone with the puck. I think it's like – I think it's – I think it's a three-on-three, um, a little mini break there. He skates – right past the guy with the puck, right past him. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't check him. He didn't use a stick check or a stick lift. He didn't try to even poke the puck. He skated right by like the puck was on the other side of the ice. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what What are you doing? It's not going to be interference if you put a hip into that guy right now. I'm not saying you got to blow him up and send him to the ER and make him think about it for two weeks. But it's not that hard to just throw a a little hip. All you got to do is, Skate three inches to your right. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you didn't smell his breath on your way by. I mean, I he skated right by him. I don't know if it's a lack of awareness or just or a lack of hockey IQ or what's going on with the Penguins right now, but it doesn't look good. Lot, losers have nine of their last ten playoff games. Nine of their last ten playoff games they have lost. So I, I'm done talking about the Penguins. You, <laughs> I'm I'm so frustrated by the Penguins. I'm actually gonna. We're going to switch over to some college football. Yeah, so uh, – Which is I'm, also disheartening. I'm, I'm sure you saw the news. Yeah, very uh, 
upsetting way to start the episode today with two just terrible stories. But Big Ten and the Pac-12 now canceling their football seasons for the fall. Ohio State still wants to play. Um, Nebraska still wants to play. All these teams wanted to play. Um, the players, the coaches, they wanted to go. It was the guys and the heads the of the ADs uh, and the and and end up, you know. The SEC still wants to play. The ACC said they're moving forward, trying to figure out how they're going to play their season. The and, and, and the Big Twelve is doing the same. Look. I, we talked about it on, on uh, Monday's episode about Michigan and Harbaugh and how they've had 353 COVID tests administered and zero positive cases over the last three weeks. I mean, Nick Saban came out and said, hey, like, those guys are safer with us than they are at home running around. Mm-hmm. I think that was an actual quote running around or something like that. Um, but it's just devastating. Like, if you look at – I always go back to LSU, for example, because, like, after they put that really, really nice um, – locker room in there for the football team people were starting to question their finances and stuff and yada 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 media going at them twitter going at them they released like the payroll and the, and the profits and stuff that uh that are made or like lost i guess um through the sports at the university and there were only three sports in the in the green in the positive mm-hmm. making money and it was football by a landslide was making a lot basketball was making some and then baseball was making barely any i think it was like a couple grand yeah and um, LSU is one of then, the only schools that profits on baseball. And then every single other sport, curling, tennis, anything you could possibly think of is in the red, losing money for the school. So what what's devastating about this, and I'm sure 95% of the Big Ten schools are the same way, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Ten's not making any money on baseball, I'll tell you that. was just... Like I don't understand where they where they think that revenue is going to come from. They're going to take a major hit, and not just because there's no football, because all those other sports don't make a profit. You ever been to a Penn State baseball game? I no. have. When there's non-COVID, I've been to a Penn State baseball game. I've been to a University of Pittsburgh baseball game. I've even been to a University of Kentucky baseball game. And let me tell you, this is non-COVID. There's like five people in the stands at Penn State. There's like maybe ten people in the stands. At, at Pitt, and there were maybe 30 to 50 people at Kentucky. So, I, I mean, I saw another thing yesterday, like you're saying. If football doesn't play, none of the other sports play because they're not going to have any funding. Football is the reason that the other sports exist at these colleges. Well, it's also funding, and it's the fact that um, you can't cancel one sport and then, and then play others, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would be – the football players would be up in arms like, well, we wanted to play. Why can't we play? And then the people who actually get to play but don't want to play are saying, well, whoa, whoa, my safety's compromised. Why did they get to be safer than I am at home and whatever, quarantining? But I'm out here playing. So it's just I, – I honestly, I think that means all sports are going to go, to be honest. I, I can't imagine those universities playing any sports right now. No. I think it, as a conference, it'd have to be all or nothing. As a school, it'd have to be all or nothing. Yeah, you're you can't gonna... just cancel football and play something else, unless like it's like baseball in the spring mm-hmm. and and things change dramatically. Mm-hmm. But all winter sports and all early spring sports, I can't picture them playing. No, no. I mean, even you start to look at spring sports, they start practicing for spring sports in like three weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like... I know that. Gen- normally, they do. I think. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I think they would shorten that up. Yeah. Maybe even push the season back like a month. 
tops, you know, just to get an extra little bit of practice in. But I don't think that would be an issue. Um, I think I think a lot changes here in like November, December, and then next January, because that's when they're um, speculating about a vaccine. I think a lot changes once we get there. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, you can't really speculate anything. No. Everything's crazy. The only thing that I can tell you right now for sure is that the bubble works. NBA is working. NHL is working. Um, even baseball, even though they're not in a bubble, I know people are freaking out about those COVID tests with the Cardinals and the Marlins. It's they've administered so many tests, and point one have come back positive. Um, I it's been kind of blown out of proportion. I know that the media blows it out of proportion. Yeah, I know that the um, you know, the Cardinals and the and the Marlins kind of messed up there. I, I don't know if people went out or what the deal was. But if you're just a little bit safer, I mean, 0.1% of the people tested and all of the MLB have tested positive. Um, so that's a really, really low number. Mm-hmm. They should be fine. They'll be fine. So all these leagues have been doing just fine. Um, But it, it's hard to say. I, like I said, the only thing that I can tell you right now is that the bubble for sure works. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, colleges and they're like just – that is a bubble, being at a university. Uh, especially with the rules and regulations they have right now. That's like being in a bubble. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's going out without being tested first. Well, all those, all those, we'll just go with football because it's the most, like it's the closest sport that's about to start. Um, Well, now canceled. Those guys, they live with their teammates. They go to eat with their teammates. They practice with their teammates. They most likely study with their teammates. Um, Like they're not going out and, and with the rest of campus generally. I don't know if you've ever seen a day in the life of a of an athlete, a of an athlete, athlete. A, a, at a Division One football program like that. But so, assuming classes are online, their day would be like, okay, get up at seven, lift or whatever, um, until like noon. You, you're with the team, eat some lunch, go home, maybe take a nap, go back for football related practices. Um, like you got the helmet on, pads, running around, stuff like that, walkthroughs, um, and then film study. And then that ends around like six. You got the rest of the night, you know, to study, which is studying online, doing your homework, doing your classes. And then go um, to bed. So it's not like they got a lot of free time for no. people to go out and, and mingle. You know, yeah. they're going to be with their with their friends. They're going to be with their teammates. That's it. I don't think there's going to be a lot of ming- I don't think there's going to be a lot of mingling in general on college campuses this year. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I know at our university uh, up at Slippery Rock, they're they're not even. They took all the chairs and couches and stuff out of common areas and stuff they don't want people hanging around nope so yeah i mean it it hurts to see that news out of college i really don't think the big 10 made a smart decision and obviously the pac-12 following it i think that was just a very bad choice Mm -hmm. i I really do have hope for the acc the sec and the big 12 though i really hope they can find a way to get their seasons going i also called this someone asked me about two months ago i said what do you think's happening with football i told him straight up i looked him right in the eye or it was about a month ago now I looked him right in the eye and said, there's no way college football plays. No. Well, at least at least some. Like, I think uh, – I said it's going to be conference by conference, but generally I don't think that, that college football as a whole plays. But I think pro does. There's just too much money riding on pro. Um, and you're seeing all these other leagues do it. The NFL just can't afford to be out of season after all these other leagues are, are, uh, are playing. Yeah. Yep. And that just about wraps up our first segment of the day, but we will be back with the news and we will be back with Tim's trivia next segment. So don't whoop them. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But uh, don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss segment two. 
Yo, what up? We are back. Um, we'll just get right into some news here. Um, not much news, honestly, right now, other than obviously college football, huge. But um, outside of that, not much. The Bruins uh, beat the Hurricanes in that in a double overtime game. A lot of overtime games in hockey. Yeah. Um, so they beat them in, in, the, in double OT in that game one of the Eastern Conference first round. But then uh, how about that five OT game between the Lightning and the uh, – oh, man. Come on. The Lightning. Who are they playing? Uh, isn't it the um, – Oh, my. This is going to kill me. They're playing – It's going to kill me. Ah, the Blue Jackets. That's it. Five overtimes. That's only the fifth game ever to go to five overtimes. Um, it was crazy. Uh, I, I forget. One of the goalies had, had 85 saves. It was insane. Um, it was a medicine playoff history. Three-two final. Lightning won. Yeah, it was actually it was it was it was just a really really entertaining game. Um, I was watching that actually while I was working. It was a great it was a great time. Um, just just really exciting. Um, I, I love playoff hockey. I know there's no fans, but uh, just the energy. From, yeah, from all the teams players other are just bringing it. The players just they're, just, they're just bringing it. From every team other than Pittsburgh, it's just been fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, um, sucks the Pens didn't get that first first overall pick. I know since we lost here in the lottery, we like a 15 or a 12% chance of getting it. We, got I think we ended up getting, what, the, like the 14th or 15th? 15th pick, overall, yeah. Which sucks because we lost for like no reason. And you the, know? the Rangers got that first overall. There wasn't even like anything, you know, good that came out of it. And, so that, yeah. that does – that really sucks. That hurts. Um. I mean, some unrelated news. <laughs> Chick-fil-A lemonade is where it's at. I couldn't agree more. Um, <laughs> That's what I got here today. It's a freaking hot one. It's like 88. Yeah, it's, it's a it's warm been. day. I was golfing today. Very warm day. Hitting the links out there, huh? Hey, well, you know, I do a little golfing. Not good at it, though. 18 holes today? That's a br- 18 that's brutal. 18 holes in the heat, brutal man. heat. Um it was fun though. It was a good time. What'd you shoot? That'll be our. This was. That'll be our news. Here. Oh, get out of here! No, 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 I'm not releasing that. That's terrible. That was, that was terrible information. All right. Let's just say it was way over par. <laughs> way over par. Way over par. Listen, I, I we like were, whatever you guys are out there thinking, add like 15, and then you're probably right about where I'm at. Yeah, we were talking before we started uh, started the show today, and. Look, when I golf, I go out there, I play nine. I'm strongest holes one through five, and sometimes six. I start blowing up around seven, and by nine, I'm just ready to sell my clubs. Um, See, that yeah. that was opposite for me. It was fun. I had a good time because I don't golf often, so when I do, I don't really get tired of it. Um, I actually started to find the stroke a little bit on the back nine. I was getting a little loose. Back was a little loosened up. I was actually starting to find my stroke a little on the back nine. Driver was starting to actually hit a little bit. I can't figure out how to not slice the slice the ball when you hit the golf. Inside out. That's yeah. what you got to think. If anyone's, if anyone's uh, you know, listening. That has some golfing tips. Has some golfing tips. Why do I hit it and it slices to the right? I'm a right-handed swing. Yeah, a lot. And it slices right. That's what. If you I, could comment or something or tweet at me or, you know, anything – I'd greatly appreciate it because I, I just can't figure it out. I have the same issue. When I first went out for my first time this year, I think I, I sliced it about three fairways to the right. Um, See, like I started the day right, hitting it real hard and real straight, but I couldn't get any lift to it. I started finally getting some lift to it. Every time I did, there was no wind either. Just, just like the wind carry. Every time I'd get lift to it and I'd hit it a ton, it would go probably like 200 yards in total distance, but it would only go about a hundred towards the hole. Cause then it would go another hundred diagonally. Yeah. 
and it just didn't play well for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel that. Um, the putt game was on today, though. So no three putts? No, two, a lot of, lot of two putts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think one or two three putts in there, though. Yeah. A lot of worm burners, though, early on. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, I think that's about all the sports news areas right now, right? We're getting well, that. yeah. Oh, Deion Sanders, though. He got a uh, new gig on with Barstool. And he's going to host his own podcast. I'm really excited um, to listen to that. Obviously, yeah. like, I have a podcast. Well, we do. We have a podcast now. So, um, but I've always, I've been a fan of podcasts, especially sports podcasts. Mm-hmm. Dion is hilarious to listen to. Oh, he's going to be absolutely I love his, his quotes. It was, I think it was his birthday not too long ago. They, all, just the quotes, you know, telling the Lions how um, if, if he would have gotten picked by Detroit, they would have made him, he would have uh, asked for so much money that they would have had to put him on layaway. That's mm-hmm. a, all-time quote or when he was saying how um you look good you feel good you feel good you play good you play good they pay good so <laughs> and, and he he clearly knew what he was talking about he was he's probably a top three corner ever mm-hmm. i would say maybe even top one just lightning in a ball but that's awesome it's called 21st and prime so that's going to be a really really cool podcast and uh i think it's good for dion that he's leaving nfl network I, i'd like to see a less buttoned up Dion. Mm-hmm. He's so funny. He can let loose on his podcast. He's so sure. funny. And like he could let loose a little bit, but they kinda had him reined in a little bit um on, on ESPN. So I'm glad or on NFL Network, I'm sorry. I'm glad that he'll be able to kind of show his show a little more of his true colors. Have some fun. Absolutely. Out there. Um that that's that'll be awesome for him. But yeah, that's it's about all the all the news I got. Well now we're gonna get into one of our favorite segments here on the show and it is uh Tim's trivia. You can ask. You can ask Luke here. I'm I'm closing down my browser. Yeah. I just shut the laptop. Here, shut it extra loud so everybody can hear that. You hold shut up. It. Hold up. All right. All right. Ready? Yep. Yep. There it is. Laptop's closed. Uh, phone is away. Yep. He has nothing linking him to the outside world. Uh, so we are going to jump into this trivia. Last time we did a kind of a comparison of baseball players. Um, we did Aaron Judge stats and John uh, Carlos Stanton, Stanton stats, and uh, kind of examined them. I have you know, a new way I want to go. I want to do a little football comparison this week. So to fire off, we're going to start. And we're going to look at Patrick Mahomes in his uh, early season, his very first season in the league, which was technically 2017 but we're not counting that we're going to go played that one yeah. game week 17 we're yeah. going to go 2018 so his mvp season his mvp when he broke season. onto the scene through yeah. and we're going to compare that with tom brady's first season first breakout season or first first season where he was a full-time starter first season as a full-time starter okay. for both of them okay okay so for patrick mahomes how many touchdowns did he throw in his first season was it A, 47? Nope. B, 49? No. Or C, 50? 50. Yep. 50 is right. You're off to a one for one. I love Patrick Sorry. Mahomes. I think he's a great – obviously, he's a great talent. But I, the, what I like even more about him is he's just just a great guy. Yeah. You know, he'd be someone you'd like to hang out with, you know. And the, I like how sometimes you get all those, like, uncut scenes um, from him in interviews and stuff. He's talking about how he just learned how to read defense. He's just a very like true, honest guy. Yeah. So I, I, I keep, I always keep, keep watching the stats and yeah. stuff. So that's what if, you know. if any of our listeners have some kind of second, long lost, distant relative that might have a cousin or a goldfish that was owned by Patrick Mahomes at some point that has any link to Patrick Mahomes some way, 
please let us know. We'd love to get him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but now, so Mahomes throws for 50 touchdowns. Now we're going to flip over and we're going to look at how many touchdowns did Tom Brady throw for in his okay. first season? A, 23. Okay. B, 18. Or C, 26. Okay, so C, 26, B, 18. What was the first one? 23. I'm go 18. That's right. So He just – he wasn't he, – he was a game – people forget he was more of a game manager at the start of his mm-hmm. – uh, of his career, they inserted him instead of Drew Bledsoe, but um, well, because Bledsoe was uh got hurt, and then he just never ended up making it back, just because Brady was ended up proving to be very good. He was efficient always from the start, but he was more of a game manager, just complete passes, get down the field, don't do anything stupid, basically. So uh, he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. No, yeah, only eighteen touchdowns his first season, and Mahomes with fifty touchdowns. In his first season. Yeah. A big difference there. And um, now we're going to get into another Mahomes stat. What was Mahomes' QB rating in his first year? A, 113.8. B, 105.6. Or C, 101.2. So that's 113.8, 105.6, or 101.2. 113 point whatever. 113.8 is correct. Let's so go, boys. Three, you have a shot to go off. He set like a here. record for like a single season pass yeah. rating, so that's why. 113.8 QB rating. Now, what was Brady's QB rating on his first season in the league? So that would be either 86.5, 98.4, or 83.7. What was A, 86 point something? 86.5. Let me go with 86.5. That's correct. He goes Let's go. Let's go. I know my quarterbacks, baby. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Better with NFL. Let's stuff. go. Um, Come on. I'm saving is, this paper, baby. Four, four, four. Yeah. So that is a Tom Brady that was not nearly as good as a Patrick Mahomes early on. Yeah, not early, but I mean, um, he's – Obviously, I wouldn't put my own in that category yet. We're not no. trying to do that. I'm just, you know. We're just, we're just examining the first season. So what that does, though, is it makes me very excited to see what Patrick Mahomes can become. Because if he can start hotter than arguably the best quarterback of all time, if he can keep that up, I am so interested to watch the Chiefs and watch Mahomes play for these well, next yeah, seasons. Yeah, I mean, it just – not only does he seem – Obviously, he's, he's great already, but he just seems like he's got so much room to grow yeah. still, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. And so I think he will he has a chance to be better. I think he has more skills than Brady and than Brady ever did. Yeah, he's faster. He he avoids the rush better. Um, better I think, arm, it, I think a stronger you, arm, I'm not gonna lie. more accurate passes. I don't know about that. Uh, accuracy is still really close right now, but I think – you refine that as you get older. I do think that Tom Brady makes better decisions just because he's been in the league longer. He understands the, the play better and and defense. He reads defenses way better. And but oh yeah, because like I said, Mahomes still learning that. Yeah, and he's just so, what he's been able to do just off raw talent and Andy Reid's brilliance is insane. Yeah, when he actually really starts to. Well, I mean, I think I think this past year obviously led him to a Super Bowl. I think he really started to diagnose defenses um, a lot better. Mm-hmm. 
But if he just continue, he's going to continue to build on that, and it's yeah. going to be scary. Yeah, it is. The Chiefs are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, for the next ten years. Uh huh. Um, people say, "Well, I don't know the Ravens." Nope. I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. Okay, over the I'm, prediction time. Mahomes what signed a ten year deal? Yep, ten year. So that was adding on to two years. So he's got he's got at least he's an opt out after like. Before the last, he's got like eleven years or twelve years. We'll go with twelve, just in case. In twelve years, Patrick Mahomes will go to five Super Bowls. How many will he win? Three, three, three more. So he'll he'll go to five, win three. So you're still giving Brady the better, better. Overall, yes. Okay. But I think just how ungodly talented that Mahomes is and how I think it's tough to try to I mean I think it'd be unfair to try to put Mahomes in the same category as winning six rings like Brady did because that dynasty like that is so hard to build and a quarterback is not gonna be the only people are setting people set that night that Tom Brady thing now as a precedent. Mm -hmm. People were like, Well, it's never gonna be Brady. Peyton Manning, well, Peyton Manning wasn't as good as Brady. Okay, but in reality, like, that's an anomaly. Yeah. We shouldn't be comparing people against Tom Brady. That's like, well, I mean. We simply shouldn't. Unless someone gets the five or six Super Bowls, or wins five or six Super Bowls, then there's there should be no no comparison. He should be number one. That's like saying. Oh. But that's like saying people, people bash people for not being as good as no. Brady. Okay, well, he is above and beyond. If you're as good as, if Mahomes can be as good as, Peyton Manning, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's that's a Hall of Famer, and that's only two Super Bowls. It's literally saying, oh, yeah, Elon Musk is a smart guy, but he's not as smart as Albert Einstein. Well, no. Yeah, really. But that's like, yeah, like <laughs> you're 100% right. That's like knocking on some, That's like knocking a person for not being like one of the best in the world. Like the number one in the world. At like, his at his job. Yeah. Oh, well, he's good at swimming, but he's not as fast as Michael Phelps. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> okay, we, we're not comparing him to Michael Phelps. We're comparing him to every other – the standard. We're comparing him to the standard. And I think it would be unfair to set Brady as the standard. Yeah. I mean, that's – we have never seen anything like that no. dynasty. No. The fact that they could get 53 people to buy in every single year. And win six championships. And win six championships and go to like nine of them. Uh-huh. The fact that you could get 53 people and the whole coaches have to buy into that culture, mm-hmm. we're never going to see anything like that again. No. I think the Chiefs have a chance. It seems like everyone's pretty bought in there. I don't think it's quite to the Bill Belichick level, you know, of bought in, but I, I think they have a chance. But to set to set that as the standard would just be unfair for Mahomes and and for all young quarterbacks trying to pursue that. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson's only got one ring right now, and I think he's already a Hall of Famer. Yep. If he retired tomorrow, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Yep. You know, Eli Manning actually finished with what I think a one to one touchdown interception ratio. Either that or he finished with more interceptions. I forget what it was. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yep. You know. Yep. Um. So it's great. I think he's thrown the most interceptions in NFL history. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, so people people set the, the set the precedent at Brady, but it's really in reality not. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an anomaly to the to the norm. I think Mahomes will be a, a top five quarterback ever. I would put him in there right now. I'd put him with Dan Marino, just because of they both remind me of just how pure they throw the football. Both of them are just so good and so fluid and easy with throwing the ball. Um, I don't know. Only time will tell. But that's my prediction: getting to five, winning three more. Okay. So that would put him in getting to six Super Bowls, 
Or set, yeah, getting them to six, winning four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, that just about does it for today's episode. Uh, Just want to let you guys know we are working on having more guests come on the show. Uh, That will be a more, uh, you know, more hopefully more frequent. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully it will be getting more off. Definitely more often coming up here. So, thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you're going to our social media, our Instagram at the underscore she podcast. And our Twitter at the Issue Podcast. Yeah, thanks can, for thanks for coming on and yeah. listening to us today. You can stream us on Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts. The links are in the bio of Instagram and our Twitter, or you can find us anywhere by searching the Issue. So, thank you for listening to today's episode. That was Wednesday, August twelfth. And don't forget that I went four for four on trivia today. I'll see you guys. <laughs> thanks for listening. That was the Boom. Issue.